Hello everybody, welcome to episode 7 of the Digital Marketing Punkcast. Thank you very much for joining me once again on the show and listening. Um, so, today I am speaking to Josh all the way from Canada, my first international guest. How cool is that, eh? Um, so, what are we speaking about today? We're speaking about e-commerce and we're speaking specifically about the platform Shopify. Why am I talking about e-commerce? Because you don't need me to tell you that e-commerce is absolutely huge and massive at the moment. And there is such a wide variety out there of different platforms that are available to either um, agencies to be able to build online stores for their clients with developers uh, or in-house teams, of obviously, uh, for able to build in uh, sort of uh, e-commerce online stores as well. Um, they're the likes of uh, names you may or may not have heard of, Magento, uh, PrestaShop, um uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Open Car is the other one I'm thinking of. Um, and there's much more where they came from. There is absolutely loads out there, different platforms which you can go away and build uh, an e-commerce store from. However, in the not-so-distant past, there's been a little bit of a change in dynamics, and we always felt that the likes of Magento would never be toppled, but now there's sort of this new era coming into play. There is the likes of Shopify, and there's the likes of marketplaces like Etsy, which essentially allow absolutely anybody to go away and create their own online store um usually within a couple of minutes which is really cool and really fantastic um and it means that anybody can go away, they have a product um, which they want to sell um, and they can go away, set up one of these stores and start selling and really it's only down to the person going out and marketing their products in the right way um, with the likes of uh, social media certainly is one of the key things, you know, Facebook posts and Facebook ads and Instagram ads and Snapchat. Um, you know, you can utilize things like Google ads. It's not called Google AdWords anymore, people. Google ads uh, and Google shopping to be able to start pushing your products out in the faces of, uh, of people um, who are searching for terms related to your products, um, which is really cool and really exciting. But it can be a little bit daunting if you're one of these people that are thinking of going away and want to sell your product online. What do you pick? What do you choose? Do you go to an agency and do you go and ask them? I can pretty much assure you that if you go and ask them, they will come back with, well, you're going to want a Magento store and it's going to be starting price around £30,000. It's a little bit steep for, you know, someone that's just wanting to sell sock puppets. I don't know why I chose sock puppets. There, there are many, many random products that I pick out when I talk about e-commerce. But if you want to go and sell sock puppets, I think 30, 30 grand is going to take a while for you to get a return on that investment. So this sort of starter pack, I suppose I'll call it, this starter pack of e-commerce platforms which you can go and sell on is really, really cool. And that leads into the other question, is it a starter pack? Certainly for the likes of Shopify, which you'll hear when I talk to Josh in a second, is that really a starter pack or is it pretty much a fully fledged e-commerce platform which you can set up and ramp up and 
develop and keep building on as much as you like. That's what I wanted to talk to Josh about and that's why I got him on the show this week to talk all about Shopify because for me, I think if I was in the situation of someone going to start selling something online, um, uh, I'd probably go between two options. One would be Shopify if I wanted really my own sort of store with branding and everything or with its own feel and everything or if I just wanted to sell something in a marketplace, then I would choose Etsy, hands down. So over the next couple of episodes, you're going to hear me talk to, in this episode, Josh, about Shopify, and hopefully I want to bring on someone to talk about Etsy because I think Etsy is really cool and it's certainly something that you should be hearing about and listening and learning about. And what I really want to get to the bottom of is, you know, how do you really push these platforms forward? How do you really get to sell the products? And At the end of this interview, I'm going to talk a little bit about that to help you along your way. So here's Josh. He's here to talk about Shopify. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so I am here with Josh from Bento SMB. Josh, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, thanks, Tom. So my name is Josh Takir, and as you said, I'm with uh, an agency called Bento SMB. So the SMB stands for Small Medium Business, and uh, we're in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Um, we do a number of things, I guess, as many agencies probably do, but uh, the the vast majority of our business and our main focus is on developing Shopify stores. And uh, out of interest, uh, why? Well, no, actually, I've got two points here. One, <laughs> people may have noticed that this is not a typical British accent. Um, yes, you are from Canada. And I'm going to embarrass myself uh, already a second time because I mentioned this before we started recording that I made a series of very embarrassing Canadian jokes when we first uh, met and I was asking for people to talk about Shopify. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ask this question. What's it like in Canada at the moment? Obviously, there's a time difference. I apologize for, for interrupting you halfway through the work day. Yeah, no, no problem. It's uh, It's Nice to have a break halfway through the workday. Um, as far as what it's like in Canada, that's, uh, I can only speak for where I am. I mean, Canada is uh, a massive country, <laughs> but, uh, it's a bigger, it's a bigger place than the UK where it's just one, it's one weather for the entire place. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's rain, isn't it? If, yeah. It is rain. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, it's raining yeah. right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's mid twenty degrees here. Probably probably pushing thirty degrees with humidity and uh, nice day here. And uh, lovely. Yeah, that's pretty much what our summers are like. So my second question, which is more to the point of what we're actually here to talk about, why Shopify as a, a service that obviously you provide to uh, to your clients? Um, it it kind of started as an accident, uh, really. Um, so that's Max is brilliant things do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Max, so Max is my colleague, and he's the the owner and CEO of of Bento. And um, back this was before I joined the company, just over a year ago. Um, you know, one of his one of his clients was interested in Shopify, and uh, so he had a look at it and saw that it uh, looked like a, an interesting platform and, and looked like it was a solution to the uh, the needs that they had at the time. So started building on it and. Um, 
from there just kind of, you know, went into their partner program, became Shopify partners, and from there became uh, Shopify experts through their expert program. So, uh, you know, now here we are. I think that probably would have been about over two years ago, probably close to three years ago that 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 uh, that Max started that Shopify journey. But here we are, you know, two, three years later and, and a year, year in for myself. And uh, we're focusing pretty much exclusively on Shopify. And we've just... Uh, we found it to be a fantastic platform. We found Shopify to be a fantastic uh, company to work with. Um, and um, yeah, it just, it makes sense for us. And it makes sense for our clients. So Brilliant. Fantastic. So I suppose a uh, gold star for me for picking someone that knows about Shopify uh, as a podcast specifically about Shopify. You definitely know your stuff. Obviously, you've uh, been accredited by all the right people, including Shopify themselves. Um, give us a brief introduction then. I mean, uh, Shopify is not your typical e-commerce platform in the traditional sense. So what is Shopify? Yeah, well, I mean, to to put it very succinctly, it is an e-commerce platform. <laughs> um, and, and it allows users to kind of develop and manage, um, I guess, every piece of their e-commerce business. Um, you know, whether it's the front-end website, whether it's the kind of more, I don't want to say back-end pieces because then you start to think of you know code and things like that but when i say back end and shopify i mean more like the operations pieces yeah. like their shipping and their you know their inventory their product settings and all of that um as well as kind of offline solutions or or solutions for brick and mortar uh, retailers on the hardware side um so they're kind of an all-in-one solution um which is one of the things that really attracted us to to using them um, as a solution for our clients. Absolutely. Now, I suppose there are, I mean, I, I, I called it, it, it's not a traditional e-commerce platform. Uh, when What I mean by that, there, there are what I would refer to as traditional e-commerce platforms, and they're the, they're the website sort of content management system e-commerce platforms like Magento, like PrestaShop, and I'm trying to think OpenCart and, you know, other, other names out there. Shopify's different from that. So two-part question, I suppose. Why, what makes Shopify different from those typical e-commerce platforms? And um, why would people choose it over those type of, those type of typical platforms? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that the main piece is, and I kind of already mentioned it, but that it, that it's, it is really an all-in-one solution. So um, a lot of, a lot of the other solutions out there, you know, like a Magento, for example, it's, it's a cart software, but you still have to figure out the hosting yourself. It's got to be hosted um, somewhere else, right? Whereas Shopify, they're a fully hosted solution and, you know, they worry about that piece for you. Um, again, with that whole idea of all-in-one solution, they've got offline solutions as well. Um, and yeah, I think that that kind of all in one piece, I'm going to say that another probably 15 times over the course of the next hour, but um, that all in one piece um, makes it, I think, really attractive to to merchants and to um, small business owners in particular who may not have um, all the technical know-how that they need to be able to manage all of these different pieces in different places. You know, bringing it, bringing it all together into one dashboard and into one system, I think makes it a lot easier and makes it very attractive. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think this sort of feeds into my next question, which is the cost implications bit. I mean, I know I know from the agency that I work at, we have 
we use platforms like Magento, we use platforms like OpenCart. And although OpenCart's free, there are limitations to that. There are limitations in terms of what you can do with it, with it being an open source platform. Um, and it's kind of restrained. Uh, Magento, the other implication is its huge cost. Yes, there's a, a community version, which is free, but you have limitations with that. If you then want to take a step up to the next level of Magento, you're talking about thousands of pounds or dollars um, <laughs> to actually get to, to get the license for it and, and then to use it, which is a huge outlay for certainly small businesses and for startups or, you know, whatever. So, it's it's one of those right would you consider shopify as being one of those sort of really good i don't want to call it entry level because like you say it's a full package but is it good for those that are starting out in the e-commerce yeah world? absolutely um and i think another another kind of key there is while it is great for entry level it's also extremely scalable right so their their entry level yeah. basic plan is 29 us dollars a month um and on their kind of three Typical user packages, the high end on that is $299 US a month. But they also have a Shopify Plus um, platform, which starts at $2,000 a month. So obviously that's more for your enterprise level. But, um, you know, the existence of these different levels kind of shows that uh, it is a fully scalable platform. And for the majority of users, they're going to they're gonna be on that $29 a month plan. Um, and as far as, you know, web hosting and, and just, kind of business expenses go. I think that that's pretty good. Um, I guess when it comes to other costs, um, you might want to buy a theme for your store. So Shopify, like many other, um, you know, website platforms and, and content management systems, they, they're, they use themes. Um, they do have a handful of free themes, but there's a lot of premium ones as well. And those can range from, you know, $140 to $350. Um, we typically recommend for more established businesses that uh, that you do look at the premium themes just because of the the features and abilities that are are that you'll find in them. But for people who are just kind of starting out um, in e-commerce and in business and are just wanting to kind of dip their toe in, then the free themes will have everything you need. Um, I suppose in terms of and, a, a theme, sorry to interrupt. In, te- in terms no, no, of theme, what we're talking about is, you know, how how it. I say how it looks, but sometimes a theme can be so much more than that. A theme, mm-hmm. a theme is essentially you not having to then go away and you know code in numerous different complicated programming languages, which only you know nerds know uh, <laughs> the the the, w- the different way in which your your store is going to look. These are these are prepackaged almost gifts of how it's going to look, and which you can change and amend. It's not completely restricted, but you can change and amend to make it fit your needs, as it were. But you almost get everything that you need in this theme, and uh, you can just throw it up there and, and tinker to to your requirements. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know how much tinkering you're able to do is going to depend on the specific theme, and you know you're not going to be able to do as much tinkering with the free themes as you are with the the ones that cost a few hundred dollars. But um, like I said, for people who are just starting out, the the free ones are going to have everything you need. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, for for more established established businesses that are looking to kind of upgrade their their online presence and the the capabilities that they have with their online store, um, you know, the premium themes are, are probably going to be the direction that they'll want to go in. Um, in terms of some other costs, uh, there's there's an app ecosystem with Shopify, so um, you know very similar to plugins. If you're if you're using WordPress, um, there's 
I think 2,400 or 2,500 or so apps um, in the Shopify app store. Um, yeah, they and they range from, you know, free to lots of dollars a month. Um, <laughs> so, you know, de- depending on your specific needs, um, y- you may have to spend a little bit of money on a monthly basis on, on some apps. Um, and then I guess the other piece uh, as far as Costco is, is your payment processing. Um, yeah. I mean, you're going to have that kind of no matter – where you go in terms of an e-commerce platform, you're always going to have to pay to process your payments. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Shopify payments is is the default setup through through Shopify, and that's run through Stripe, um, which is which is a very popular online uh, payment gateway. Um, the fees on that are pretty typical. If you're on the the basic plan, you'll be I think it's two point nine percent plus thirty cents per transaction, which is which is very normal um, and mm-hmm. That's probably going to be the way most new users are going to want to go is, is using Shopify payments. Um, if you are an established business, you, you probably already got a, a payment gateway that you're using and chances are it, uh, it is supported by Shopify. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Um, you, you will get dinged with an extra fee though, if you're using a third party payment gateway and that'll range from half a percent to 2%. And that depends on what, on what, uh, Shopify th- plan you are on. I think, but, um, one of the, nope. the things I want to sort of highlight, um, here is, and, and I'm going to ask another question sort of on top of this in a second. And that is, I think with the, with the low costs implied with, Shopify, you know, a monthly, a monthly rolling basis of, um, you know, 20 odd dollars. Uh, and I, I could do the, the great British pound sterling conversion on that, but with Brexit at the moment, that could be absolutely <laughs> anything. Um, <laughs> but I suppose the, um, the point, I, the, the point I want to make is with the low cost, do you find that client, you know, clients that come to you are perhaps wary of Shopify in terms of its, functionality is I think it's cheap and cheerful and it's not going to be able to provide the the things that they require when in fact one of the strengths of Shopify is that it almost has everything built into it you know when we talk about Magento and PrestaShop you essentially rely on a community of developers outside of the business of Magento and PrestaShop to be to develop and create and all of these plugins for you and they can be hugely costly whereas Shopify have either and correct me if I'm wrong but they have either inbuilt as in built within their own company the, the plugins so they are very very stable and they usually cost very very little as it's added on probably to the to sort of um concurrent uh subscription price so that's that surely plays as one of their strengths that they have so much functionality in terms of all of these like payment gateways and things like that you know stripe is a a hugely popular payment gateway um and it's very very good and very very effective all of these basically come baked into shop uh, to shopify without having to mess around with other kinds of developers yeah yeah for sure i i mean i've I've never, um, I've never actually encountered that as a, um, as an objection, um, you know, people being wary of the platform because it, it's, uh, too cheap. Um, I, I think that, mm. you know, for, for businesses that do have more advanced needs, they're not necessarily going to be on that $29 a month plan, right? They might be on the $79 a month or even yeah. the two ninety nine yeah. plan. Um, for obviously the very few clients the the enterprise level they'll be on the two thousand dollar a month plan but um 
you know, depending on, um, depending on your specific needs, I, I, I think your, your Shopify kind of subscription is, um, the cost of it is, is going to be pretty standard, you know, relative to your needs, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you say, it's completely and utterly scalable. So even if you find that your functionality is perhaps restricted because of the price plan that you're on, that you're on it's very easy to, um, to sort of up that level out of interest. Cause this is something that I don't know how you know, are there, are there big companies, e-commerce platform systems that use Shopify as a platform or do, do, do they feel that they outgrow it? This is something that I don't know. So this would be an interesting question for me. Are there big platforms out there that use Shopify as their base online store? Or is it more bespoke? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the biggest, one of the biggest brands in, in terms of volume that gets put through uh, their Shopify store. Um, and I'm sure you'll be intimately familiar, uh, with the Kardashian family. Um, but, um, Kylie Jenner and her, um, I guess cosmetic, cosmetic line. Uh, I think it's just called Kylie. Um, it runs on Shopify and I don't know, I don't remember off the top of my head exactly the, the numbers that go through, uh, that platform on a a daily or quarterly or whatever basis, but it's huge. I think we can safely imagine that it's a large amount of money going through. When you've got that name attached to it, I think it's going to be okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So, you know, it is, it is very, very, very scalable. Uh, You know, you won't, you won't necessarily find an upper limit unless you're going to the very, very bespoke level of e-commerce experience. You're probably not going to find an upper limit for your, for your typical e-commerce store platform. Next question. Um, what, what are the skills that you're going to have to have if you are going to set up a Shopify store yourself um, or you're thinking about it or, you know, even if you're thinking about getting an agency involved, um, you know, like yourselves to be able to advise on Shopify, what are the, the skills or the prerequisites, I suppose the best word, before you go down that journey of having a Shopify? Yeah, so I, to get a store, just to get a store set up and, you know, a relatively... Um relatively plain, but, but clean and, and functional store set up. It's, it's not too difficult. Um, there are lots of high quality themes. Like I mentioned, some of them are free. Um, but if you do go with one of the premium ones, your store is probably going to look even better. Um, so for, for the average person, they'll probably be able to, to go in and play around and, um, you know, get, get a functional store up and running on their own. Um, for the average person though, making larger customizations to their site, uh, they're probably not going to be able to do that. Um, one of the nice things about Shopify is it is fully custom, but you do have to have an understanding of things like DSS and Liquid, which is the, the foundation for Shopify. Um, and uh, you, you do have to have an understanding of, of those things to be able to, yeah. to really customize your site, but it uh, it is possible. So if you do understand uh, those things and do have those skills, you're able to do that yourself. Um but if you are not, there's a fantastic and large um, community of Shopify partners and Shopify experts. Um, and that's, I think, actually another one of the, the strengths of, of Shopify that I neglected to mention earlier is, um, is this partner and expert ecosystem. So if you're a Shopify merchant, uh, when you log into your dashboard, um, you should see somewhere in there, um, you know, a, a button, a link, an icon um, that will direct you to, um, you know, get support from uh, accredited experts with 
pretty much anything that you might be struggling with, whether it's development, um, design, marketing, advertising, um, and Shopify has invested a lot of time and energy and, and money into, um, you know, setting the system up to connect merchants to um, the help that they need to you know, enable them to have success with the platform. So um, those are for things, you know, that fall outside the realm of what you would expect Shopify to provide support for in their, in their free support, which is, which is quite good as well. They've got free uh, 24-7 support, but um, they're not going to do custom theme development for you, right? So um, instead of you having to go out as a merchant, instead of you having to go out and um, do a lot of um, research and, and due diligence yeah. and things like that in, in finding someone to uh, to help you out with whatever it is you need on your Shopify store, Shopify's um, set up a great system to connect you with people who can help you out. I suppose leading, leading from that then, at the ease of use, so, um, you know, certain e-commerce platforms, and not that I want to denounce any other platforms but the likes of magento <laughs> for, for example ease of use for things like that is not easy and i'm not talking about developer here i'm talking about the people that are going on that own these stores that want to do you know day-to-day -day administrative tasks for their online store um and you're obviously going to be a bit biased here, but I'm going to ask you to take off that bias now <laughs> and, and give it to us straight. What do you think about the, the ease of use of a Shopify store? Is it easy to use to be able to do those day-to-day? -day yeah, um, I think so. And I, I, honestly, I think my bias is probably more in that um, I'm a more of a technically inclined person than, than maybe some people might be. Um, so, so I do find things like that yeah. a little bit easier to pick up um, as opposed to my bias mm -hmm. being that we work with Shopify. Um, but um yeah, it, it is, it is quite well set up. Their dashboard board is very easily laid out. If you're needing to um, make changes to your inventory, uh, if you're needing to check out your reporting and your analytics, um, if you're needing to go through the um, order fulfillment process um, and, you know, along with that, print out your, um, print out your uh, shipping labels and things like that. It's, it's all relatively um, intuitive. I mean, there's going to be a learning curve there as there would be for anybody who's jumping into something that's brand new to them. Um, but compared to other, other systems that are out there and just other, um, you know, even like a WordPress or something like that, just, you know, just another kind of tech platform to learn, digital platform to learn. Um, I find yeah. Shopify pretty, um, pretty intuitive and for those who do um do have a few more issues with it i guess um i find their support is fantastic like i said it's free it's 24 7 there's a ton of quality content on their website and then there is just the ability to um to easily connect with um you know partners and experts for paid support there's a lot a lot of layers there of support like you say you can't you, you've got obviously the written documentation which is there on their website you you have the ability to be able to contact shopify themselves or you can get that expert in if it's something more bespoke and relating relating to you which is not something that you get a lot of the time with those other types of e-commerce platforms unless you are spending a heck of a lot of money um the other side of it, and you sort of touched on it then regarding about analytics and stuff, was is it um, is it easy to to utilize sort of these third party um, 
softwares which we all utilize uh, for, for for our marketing. You know, this is digital marketing <laughs> podcast. After all, I suppose we have to talk about digital marketing at some point. But is it is it easy to utilize? I'm thinking stuff like Google AdWords, um, Google Analytics, like you mentioned. Are they easy to, to plug yeah, in? absolutely. I mean, uh, Google Analytics how how easy it is to use that's that's kind of up to you but in terms of um in terms of just being able to connect to it and, and integrate with it absolutely um that's another thing that i i really love about shopify um shopify is that they're always um seems like they're always introducing new integrations and new connections so if you do want to hook up to your google analytics um account and which everybody absolutely should if you have a website and you don't have google analytics installed then um you should probably do that right this moment. Um, 100%, absolutely. But, um, but they've got, uh, and they've got, uh, enhanced e-commerce, um, analytics available as well, which it goes through Google Analytics, but it just passes through more data specific to your products and your sales and conversions and things like that. Um, but- that's another good point because this is something uh, from a client that I work with currently is something that we don't have at Magento. And I keep mentioning Magento and that I, I, the reason I keep doing that is because it is the big player mm-hmm. um, in, in one of the big player. And it probably gets, in my personal opinion, this is my personal opinion. Please don't come after me, <laughs> Magento Mafia. But um, in my personal opinion, it's hyped up a lot for what it is and it costs a lot of money for the professional platform and the restrictions on that if you're not on that professional platform. And that's one of the key areas. You cannot in Magento, if you're on the Community Edition, plug in enhanced Google Analytics to be able to get that transactional data, that data which you need to be able to properly influence the digital marketing efforts that you're doing. You can't plug that in innately. You have to either basically develop something yourself um, or you have to pay for a very usually very expensive plugin which can be 500 600 pounds slash dollars um to be able to do that and mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating at that level it's good good to hear that shopify does that basically innately the next point i want to make is google shopping because this is key um and uh, it's going to relate into facebook ads and Facebook catalog and stuff like that as well. But, you know, there is a very close connection and this was very prominent back in um, the Google IO, which recently happened um, uh, with a very close connection between Google and Shopify. And that was sort of brought to the forefront a little bit recently with the latest Google shopping developments of um, essentially you you don't even need a feed anymore. Now, what we mean by a feed is what you had to do for Google Shopping previously. And by Google Shopping, what I mean by that is if you type a product into Google, um, you know, if you're looking for floral wallpaper, for whatever reason, best known to yourselves, but if you're looking for floral wallpaper, then you sometimes see products come up in visual picture form on on the uh, the search the search results page of those products and that's the that's the, the google shopping feed and what you used to have to do and you still do if you don't have shopify i suppose is that you used to have have to have a feed and that was basically a list of your products which dynamically generated every, almost every single day but now you don't need that anymore shopify is so innate with google that it just reads the shopify store um it reads basically your front end it just reads your uh, your products and stuff and it be able to feed straight into google shopping I don't know if you want to specifically talk about Google shopping, but I, I think maybe to just expand that out a bit and um, not just 
not just uh, go specific to Google Shopping, but um, you know yeah. whether we're talking Google Shopping, um, Google AdWords more generally, Facebook ads, um, your email marketing efforts, any of those pieces. Um, Shopify makes it very easy to connect to them. And they actually um, announced at Shopify Unite conference, which I think was this past um, May, um, I believe it was, that at some point this summer, all of those um, different integrations are going to be pulled into one marketing dashboard right within your Shopify account. And that will make it, yeah, it'll make it extremely easy for me to be able to set up campaigns across there. Like I said, whether it's your shoppable posts on Instagram, whether Amazing. it's Google Shopping, whether it's um, just general Google AdWords and um, and things like that. So I don't know specifically or exactly what that's going to look like yet. Um, but that's something that we're really excited to, to have a look at because I think that's going to um, make it much, much easier for um, in particular, the the small business owners, right? I, I think the the larger businesses they're going to be able to um, they're going to be able to outsource a lot of that stuff, right? And uh, Facebook ads might be handled by by a separate agency or the Google AdWords and things like that. But for your average kind of small business that might only have a few uh, few team members, they don't necessarily have um, you know the time, the ability, or the budget to be able to afford um, you know one or more. Uh, third-party agencies to be able to manage all of those things for them. So the ability to pull all of those into one dashboard and uh, make it very easy to connect to them, I think that's going to be a game changer for a lot of a lot of uh, business owners. I think you are absolutely right. I think if if and to have all that pulled into one and having so many different platforms integrated integrated innately on onto that and onto that one dashboard is an absolute game changer because you're and you're spot on again by saying that is huge for small business owners and for startups or for for small to medium-sized businesses that probably don't have the digital marketing team that the big conglomerates probably do and and that's absolutely right if you're able to innately be able and easily you know um, be able to channel all those through through one dashboard and simply to have them all in one in one place that's that reduces so much time and effort, which you do have to go through. And you do have to go through it with other platforms. You know, you have to have for the likes of other e-commerce platforms, you have to have all these different other plugins. And um, sometimes you have to develop the things out yourself. And um, and to have that innately into one platform, absolutely massive and absolutely huge and an absolute lifesaver um, for the small business because at the end of the day, all these platforms go about, you know, we have this functionality, we have this ability, um, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, once you have your online store set up and it's working, um, other than sort of conversion rate stuff, um, the next step is marketing. It's marketing out those products so people actually see them and want to buy them. It's absolutely massive. Yeah, and, you know, we often ask um, you know, people when they come to us and, and ask us to you know, build a Shopify store for them um, before, before we go through that process and, you know, before I'm comfortable with, you know, moving forward with them and them investing in that, in that store, I want to know that they plan to uh, actually grow it. Right. Because simply developing the site is um, it's a small percentage of, of the battle. Um you know, it's, it's Absolutely. like I kind of mentioned earlier, it is pretty easy for the average person to get up and running with a Shopify store. Um, but 
you know, doing that doesn't mean that you're going to ha- have any traffic. It doesn't mean that you're going to make any sales. So, you know, making sure that you've got a plan in yeah. place to, um, to get traffic and the right traffic, um, you know, to your website. And that's, that's the, the bigger piece there for sure. Cause I know, I know it's developing all the time. And, and for me, for me personally, it's, it's the platform, which is, and I don't, I don't know what your viewpoint on this is, but for me, it's, like I alluded to before, I feel because people think that it's cheap and it is cheap that people, maybe my, my theory, my assumption is that people think it's cheap and cheerful and that's why they don't go for it. I don't actually think that's the case. I I think, I think the case is, is that agencies don't want to sell it because, you know, everybody, anybody can make a store. It doesn't mean they can make a good store and it doesn't mean that they can drive traffic to it like you were alluding to. And it doesn't mean that they can drive conversions, they can drive sales. Agencies probably don't want to sell it because they can't make that mark upon it, you know, when you've got the value of it there. But in terms of the the actual platform and the ability to be able to create an online store that works effectively and works well without too many issues and be able to market the products um at a, at a certain level easily um quickly and easily shopify is stand it is really stand out for me Would yeah i think so um or not not i think so yeah I, I definitely agree um and you know it just it feels like um you know they're always working to improve the platform and and always looking to like i said add more integrations um you know even with even with um you know something like amazon uh, you might kind of see Amazon as um, a bit of a competitor to, to Shopify and kind of a fundamentally different um, take on e-commerce, right? It's it's marketplace versus, um, you know, versus owned store. Um, but that being said, it can be very beneficial for for business owners to be on both. So Shopify has a direct to Amazon uh, integration, right? Mm. So it's it's easy for for you to have products listed on both through Shopify store and through your Amazon seller account. Um, and it's usually, it's usually a great way to drive traffic as well. And certainly recurring traffic from our remarketing perspective, you know, you know that Amazon has, uh, you, you already know this, but you know that Amazon has the traffic um, and where people are going to be able to see, see your products. And if you can get that conversion on Amazon, they're perhaps more likely to come back to your own store or they might even go back to the Amazon store there is a huge potential within Amazon and that integration between the online store and Amazon to be able to drive a lot of traffic and, and sales. It's a great way to get yourself off the ground. Yeah, it can be. And that's, I think that's marketplaces in general. Um, you know, we've, we've been talking with, within our, our group and, um, you know, wrote, wrote a post recently about Amazon or Amazon, sorry, Etsy versus uh, Shopify. And obviously there's been some changes recently, um, to the Etsy platform and the, the fee structure and, and things like that. So we thought it was a good time to have a, have a look at that platform and, um, you know, kind of point out some of the differences between it as both Etsy specifically, and then just marketplaces in general versus, um, you know, an own store using a something like Shopify. And, um, that is one of the benefits of, of marketplaces definitely is the traffic is kind of built in. Um, obviously just because you list a product on a marketplace doesn't mean that the traffic is necessarily going to find it, but, um, but that traffic is built in and, and, you know, thinking about, um, how you're going to set up your Facebook ads and how you're going to do your re retargeting and, um, you know, your, your MailChimp follow-up or your Klaviyo follow-up or whatever it is, you don't necessarily have to do that through a marketplace, but, um, 
you know, it, it can be a very nice complement to, to an owned store like a Shopify and you can use it to, you know, do research and test out new products and see what's going to get traction and try and figure out ways to use it to drive traffic back to your own store and, and things like that. So yeah, it can absolutely be beneficial. Excellent. I suppose my final question uh, before we sign all this off is, you know, you've obviously worked in this for, for quite a while. You've worked with a lot of clients. What what are your big hints and tips for people starting out with the Shopify platform? You know, not just building the site, but for marketing as well. What's the advice that you can give someone that's starting out? Yeah, I think, you know, we kind of already touched on it, but it's that it's that idea of having a having a plan to get traffic and the right traffic, you know, traffic's not all created equal, getting the right traffic to your website. Um, you know, one of the, one of the fantastic things about Shopify is that it's extremely easy to get started with. It. Um, on the flip side, one of the terrible things about Shopify is that it's extremely easy to get started. You know, we, we have, I have a lot of conversations every week with, with merchants who, um, you, you know, they, they, I think they thought it would be easier, right? Um, they they thought it would be easier and I don't mean easier to build the store. Uh, I think I mean easier to have success um, with it and uh, to, you know, make money online and kind of live the dream of, um, you know, being at home in your, in your boxers making money. Right. Um, and it's, the fact is, it's just, it's not that easy. So, you know, whether you're somebody who's just getting into it and, uh, you know, you have zero business experience or you're an established business who's been around for a long time, but you're looking to make a change, um, you know, just really understanding that while Shopify can do a lot of fantastic things for you, um, it's it's really just a tool, and you need to make sure that you understand how to, you know, use it and to, um, yeah, to get to get the full uh, potential out of it. Absolutely. In terms of marketing, marketing your products, then what from a social aspect, what do you feel are the is is the biggest sort of live wire at the moment? And I suppose this uh, I'm going to answer my own question here, but I suppose <laughs> it's very much to do with the product that you're selling. But is there is there a big a big place where you know the key the key place socially to start putting your products on? I mean, some people just think, oh, I want to advertise my product, I want to sell my product, market it through paid ads or whatever, and people just go, you know, AdWords or Google Shopping. You know, is that changing now um yeah i mean like you said i I think it does depend quite a bit on on your your product and um who your target market is and that's another area that i see a lot of um people failing to spend the necessary time is you know figuring out exactly who their target market is and you know figuring out Mm. where they hang out and um you know, by where they hang out. I mean, are they, are they spending all their time on Instagram or are they on Pinterest or are they on LinkedIn or, um, you know, where, where online are they, are they spending their time and, and where are they most likely to interact with, um, with your content or your ad, if you put it in front of them. Um, and yeah, that's kind of a, that's something that I see, you know, often, um, most, a lot of my conversations with, you know, people who, who are looking for help and, and aren't necessarily getting the traction that they w- want to get. Um, it, it's it's clear that they haven't taken the time to really research who their target audience is and you know what their pain points are and, and how they can really appeal to them. Okay, so my final, final question before I really do sign this off is, so uh, uh, Bento SMB, what is it What is it that you guys, you know, do? What, what's your unique selling point? Why, why should people come to you um, 
looking for that, that that Shopify experience and what is it that you provide that no one else can? Yeah, so I, I mean, obviously we, we build Shopify stores, um, but we try and put a focus on um, trying to figure out how to make the store fit in well with your um, retail operations um, specifically. So we, we do try and um, work with uh, brick and mortar retailers um, when possible. And <clears throat> we... We work with a lot of online only, um, merchants as well, but, um, specifically for, you know, those brick and mortar retailers who are looking to grow into, into online, um, there's, there's a lot of pieces there, right? So that's your, whether it's your hardware and your POS and getting that all connected up, whether that's just figuring out how to, you know, just kind of from a conceptual level, how to handle your inventory um, now that you're mm-hmm. also selling online or you're selling more online um, and getting getting connected to your accounting software and, and things like that. So um, kind of taking it one step further than just building a store. Um, that's kind of where we try and put our focus um, because there are so there are so many tools out there now, right? And, and it's really easy for it's really easy for people to get overwhelmed with the amount of uh, options there are for them to um, to use and potentially um, misuse, right? So um, that's kind of where we try and offer some value is is figuring out what those different pieces are and and, and helping helping people out with them. What do you find? Uh, I'm asking another question here, but what do you find is the biggest stumbling block? Certainly for like you say the bricks and mortar sort of shops and stores that are then looking to not experiment online, but looking to expand themselves online. What do you think the biggest stumbling blocks are for them or the biggest, biggest difficulties that they, that they have um, that they should perhaps consider before taking this step? Yeah, I think that the biggest kind of issue that we, we see with it is just a, it's a hesitation um, and a kind of that fear of the unknown, right? Um, you know, yeah. they, they know and they understand that e-commerce is, is extremely important and, and becomes you know, more important every day. But, um, you know, they, we know that Shopify is a fantastic platform, um, but they don't know Shopify from Magento, from WooCommerce, from anything else out there. And, um, you know, they don't necessarily have the confidence in themselves that they're going to be able to manage these things on an ongoing basis as well. Right. So, um, those are things that we try to address, but, um, I, I think that that's the biggest, um, I guess the, the biggest stumbling block for a lot of the, the kind of traditional offline, traditional brick and mortar retailers that we do deal with is just that, that hesitation and not necessarily, um, understanding or, um, I guess, believing that it can necessarily be successful for them. So that's, that's our job to, 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 to address that, right. And, and make it successful for them. But um, yeah. I suppose, I suppose that becomes a lot easier when you take in the sort of cost implications of Shopify rather than the bigger Magento, you know, you got to outlay 10 grand just to get the platform itself. I suppose it's much easier for, for you to be able to advise and ease you know, people into, into that whole new digital world when you're just saying, well, it's, you, you know, you start out at this or you can start free and you can have this integration. We can start here and we can build towards this. I suppose it's much easier for them to then take that step, uh, take that step onto. onto yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we've, we do a lot of just kind of coaching and consulting. Um, so while, you know, ideally our kind of ideal project is, you know, is, is a full scale site build and, um, 
you know, kind of look into and support of your, your operations and, and things like that. We, we also you know, recognize that for a lot of, um, a lot of people, that's not going to be either where their needs are right now, or they're just not going to have a comfort level with that, um, you know, with that kind of more in-depth uh, overhaul of, of things. So that's where, you know, spending, you know, two or three hours, um, you know, a month or um, every couple of weeks doing a bit of coaching and consulting to, to ease into things can, can uh, help for sure. Well, Josh, I want to thank you so much for coming on uh, today and talking all things Shopify with me. Just before we sign off, just tell people where they can find you, how they can get in touch with you. Um, because I think from the sounds of it, what you do is really fantastic and, and sort of helping and easing and coaching and consulting some of the things that, you know, other agencies don't do. They just want to take, take the project and take it on, build it and turn it around and throw it out the door again. And I think what what you're talking about there is fantastic. So tell people where they can find you and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. You can, if you head to bentosmb.com, so B-E-N-T-O-S-M-B.com, um, you can connect with connect with us there. Um, I've got a, a nice little bot on the website. You can easily uh, chat through that. And it, we usually come right to my cell phone if I'm available. I can chat with you right through there. Or it can... Uh, it can give you my calendar if you want to book some time with me. Um, and then to connect with me kind of on a more personal level, you can find me on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I think you'll agree with me that Josh was an absolutely awesome guest. Thank you so much for Josh coming on to the Digital Marketing Podcast. This two little bit Bitcoin. I was going to say Bitcoin then. Why was I going to say Bitcoin? I no idea. But this two-bit podcast all about digital marketing. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show, Josh. I really, really appreciate it. Really interesting to talk about Shopify. I'll be honest, it's not one of the things that I know a huge amount about um i know about it i know its importance i know um as you may have gathered that google have had a lot of um input and influence with shopify and they seem to really be driving it at the moment which is really cool but since talking to josh for me like i said at the start of the show if i was going to choose between e-commerce platforms or I had a product that I want to sell online my two options would be Etsy and Shopify hands down and maybe a growth between them if I was me I had a product and I just wanted to see if people were interested and people would buy it I'd probably go down the Etsy route first of all set yourself a shop on Etsy and um, and see how that goes see if people are going to buy it and obviously promote it on social media create a page on Facebook um, create an Instagram um you know, my partner at the moment is has got a shop on Etsy. Uh, little distractions, by the way. Go and check it out. Um, and she's part of numerous like communities and groups where Etsy owners all help each other out with um, with the promotion and marketing of the products, which is really really cool. And it has really really worked. So I think that's the starting point, setting up the Etsy store. And if things start to grow and things start to get bigger, I think Shopify, with its low fees and its monthly rate, I think is the next step. When you really want to start giving that store um, an identity, a brand, um, 
and a little bit of ownership in there as well with what you can do with it. So what can you do to market your products on an e-commerce platform like Shopify? Well, Here's my advice. Not that I usually give it on this podcast, but I'm going to start doing it more often. Here's my advice. First of all, plug your e-commerce platform into a... Um a marketplace, Amazon, eBay, um, there's a whole load of them out there, but go and plug them in because those sites, okay, you may think, oh, there's loads of products on there and oh, no one's ever going to find them. You may be very pleasantly surprised. Go and plug it into Amazon. Those sites have the traffic and it's a huge, huge amount of traffic. Go and plug them in and your products will be seen and hopefully will be bought. Now, there will be fees involved with Amazon, etc. Um, that's obviously just sort of... You can think of it as a stopgap or you can think of it as another stream of revenue. But just be aware there will be fees involved with the likes of Amazon and eBay. But it will start to get your products noticed. And if you start to sell your products on Amazon or eBay, think about when you're sending that product out. What could you include with that product? A little bit of a slip of paper? You've probably ordered something off Amazon or eBay before from a third-party um sort of supplier, you've probably found a little slip in there, a little bit of paper with a voucher, 10% off or um, a voucher code. If you start doing that, then people are going to return. And where are they going to return to? Not necessarily Amazon this time. They're going to return to your store because you put your web address on there, Um, which is another great way of increasing that traffic back to your Shopify site. And then you have full ownership then. You get every, you reap all the rewards once you get them back to your site. So there's my first hint, okay? Plug them into Amazon, eBay, whatever it is. Start thinking about social media and how you're promoting it. Now, if you had an Etsy store before you went on to Shopify, you probably already had social media outlets, but really start driving with them and have a strategy. Start, de- start developing and testing out new ways to promote your products and look at your insights. We're talking about Facebook kiss, let's say. Look at your insights. What posts have been doing well? What type of posts have been doing well? Has it been video? Has it been pictures? Has it been just plain text? Whatever it is, what's been doing well and what's been not? And that will sort of form a little bit of a feedback loop. It'll tell you, right, well, you know, pictures were doing well for me, so I'm going to start posting more pictures and being more creative with my pictures. Um, Maybe I'll start doing a competition. Word of warning with competitions on Facebook. Facebook have clamped down on this. Oh, like, um, like and share my page and comment with someone else. My advice is, and I know people will say, oh, it works, it works. I appreciate that. But if Facebook really start clamping down, which they already have on organic posts of that nature, Facebook really start clamping down on that kind of thing. You don't want to be in the firing line. So don't do it. Be more creative. For me, personally, it's lazy fucking marketing. It's just, you know, oh, I'm just going to get more engagement and play the system a little bit by getting people to like and comment and share. Don't do it, okay? It's blazingly obvious if Facebook wanted to really clamp down on it. So be more creative with your posts, okay? You can do competition-esque things on your Facebook page, um, but don't do it in the way where you're trying to play the system. Be clever about it. Be um, Do competitions like, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to think of crap ideas now, but caption competitions with a photograph of one of your products or wh- whatever it is. Just try and be creative. Do different things. If you think it's stupid, 
do it fucking anyway because you may find that it works and if it works you can do it again and again and people might like the stupidity of it people may engage with the stupidity of it if people think that something is stupid they're more likely to share it don't think that you're looking like an idiot because you probably won't be looking like an idiot because on social media no one cares um so be creative, do different things, try different things, but always, always, always check your analytics back uh, and check your insights, sorry, on Facebook and see what works and what doesn't work. So social media and plugging into a marketplace. Also try, if things are starting to go really, really well and you're selling product now and you've got a little bit of perhaps a bit of a marketing budget behind you and you can start really ramping things up, start considering things like uh, Facebook adverts, Instagram adverts, and um, Google ads as well. Now, my advice with these sort of paid ads is pick your platform well. And I'm not saying that only one platform will work for you, but numerous platforms might do that. But, and the example I always give is I used to have a client who sold sewage pumps, okay? Not the sexiest product in the at all okay let's be honest let's be brutally honest here it, it, it's, it's shit pardon the pun but they worked on google adwords because people were typing it in they had a need for that product so they were typing it in and finding the product uh, finding them first um google shopping worked again because people were typing in the product they were looking for and a picture would show up and they'd go right that is it that's what i need um they did not work on facebook because no one no one, unless you're weird, no one wants to see a sewage pump come up on their Facebook feed amongst, you know, pictures of their friends and their family and their loved ones. Don't want to see it. Okay, so pick your platform well and, you know, focus your budget onto that platform that you think is going to work well. If you're not sure what platform is going to work, then do a test on each independently okay so you can put a full amount of budget you know one month on facebook one month on instagram one month on adwords uh sorry google ads google police will take me out if i call it adwords um try one month on google ads and see if which one works the best and then find it pick it and go with it and push everything in it now if you're just putting in a couple of pounds a day into or a couple of pounds a month even into um one of these platforms and it's not working for you don't just go ah oh, tried it, it didn't work for me keep going okay try different things test and react and change and see if you can find that sweet recipe which will really hit the spot um that's one of the common mistakes that some people make. They just try something, Google AdWords, I put a couple of quid in. If it doesn't work for me, meh, not for me. It doesn't work. It's rubbish. You know, all that kind of bullshit. So keep at it and keep trying. Um, and if it really doesn't work and you think you've put everything in and you don't think you're getting the engagement and the data is telling you, everything is screaming at you, this is not where you want to be doing it, then stop, okay, and move on to something else. Okay, that's it. That's all my advice. That's not all my advice. That's some of my advice. But uh, that's all the advice that I'm going to give you. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Digital Marketing Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to come and find me, go on to LinkedIn, search for Thomas Marriott, connect with me, chat with me, talk with me. Certainly, if you are an Etsy store owner, I want to talk to you quite rapidly, actually. You can find me on Twitter at uh, digital 
Michael underscore Punk. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Digital Marketing Punk as well. Um, just come and talk to me and have a conversation. If you like the show, then that's great. If you don't like the show, come and tell me why. Um, and I will try and make it better. I'm going to be mixing things up a little bit um, in the future. I'm going to be doing a few shows, just me, very short things, just me giving advice and my opinions and uh, and things like that. So if you do have something that you think I should be talking about and you want my experience, express opinion why would you want that but you want my opinion about that kind of stuff then um ask me tell me um thank you so much for all the very kind words i've had recently about the podcast it's been absolutely wonderful um keep them coming because it, it makes me keep doing it rather than giving up so thank you very much i hope you will join me next time on the digital marketing podcast goodbye